Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is Drew Nine, as in Drew Brees, and you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now, win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owners Box app on your device. Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Week six edition of the show to recap all of the action. Uh, I was not on last week's show recap show, gentlemen. So this is the first London game that I get to talk about with you guys of the 2021 slate of games. And that is where we will start because we have a lot of games to get into, a lot of storylines to talk about. And in a week in which Khalil Herbert, Chuba Hubbard and Chris Evans all get into the end zone, just like we all anticipated when week six rolls around. So we got a lot to discuss here on the show. But let's start with that riveting game over there in London where the uh, the home the home crowd favorite. The Jacksonville Jaguars pick up their first win, 23-20. to 20. And, guys, I think where I'd like to start with this and with you, Jamie, big game for Jalen Waddell, 10, 10 catches, 70 yards, the two touchdowns. It was very weird. He goes four catches on the first possession, and then it's like three possessions without getting anything. Uh, Mike Jacecki with a big game, eight catches for 115 yards. That's the big stuff on the Miami side of things other than, you know, losing to the Jags. Yeah, not great. So I think it, it's really good to see the Mike Jacecki breakout continue with Tua. I, I think there was some level of concern that I had that this was going to be this would return to form for him was part of uh, playing with Jacoby Brissett instead of Tua. So I'm glad to see him have a really nice game here. Gets nine targets, second on the team, catches eight for 115. Look, the Waddle stuff, this was the right matchup to kind of get the breakout game. I'm still a little... Uh, I don't really know how, how they're using him. Like his depth of target is very minuscule and it didn't change in this game. I mean, it's kind of a weird line, 10 catches for 70 yards. Like it reminds you of like, uh, like a Deontay Johnson almost or a Juju Smith-Schuster game from a couple years ago. It's very strange the way they used him, but for fantasy purposes, he had a great game for you. But man, like, I, I don't know. I don't know about this Dolphins team right now. And I know too, his stat line looks okay, but uh, the eye test did not look great for this matchup. I know he got a little bit better late, but from what I was seeing, it was happy feet, throwing off balance. Like it was, he looked frazzled against a defense that you should not be afraid of whatsoever. This Waddle stuff is like Jarvis Landry of his Miami days breaks the record for the most catches in NFL history through three years, but 88% were within four yards of line of scrimmage or some insane stat. Does this kid not run four, three? He was a burner at Alabama before he became a stat, you know, slant monster with his RPOs. Apparently, that's all I think he can run. And where the hell is Miles Gaskin after a breakout game against the Bucks in the passing game is nothing. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, what, two catches for five yards on six targets against this defense? 
Yeah. Look, was, was just I, I want to know. I got to see the footage. I haven't seen the footage yet. I guarantee you this crowd went freaking bananas on a 53-yard game winner in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They had to go freaking nuts. I'm telling you, that place cheers for kickoffs and punts like there's no tomorrow. I, I got to see the footage with some good crowd audio on that one. Look, it was Trevor Lawrence today, guys. James Robinson was a thing again. Marvin Jones Jr. pops back up and has yeah, a great game. after I bench him after I good, I, turn I, it over. I leave the Marvin Jones Jr. bandwagon after a couple of weeks oh, and of course that sounds like a you problem Chris comes right uh, back with a no, big game. Uh, look, Marvin Jones is the best receiver they have on the roster. Uh, I don't talking. About, you want to talk about curious usage? Lavisca Chenault. Uh, they're asking him. To, it's like Lavisca Chenault and Jalen Waddle are in a world where they're both of their teams are asking him to do the exact opposite of what they should be doing. Like Lavisca Chenault, they're put, they're playing him outside and pushing him vertically. Why? He's never won that way. He has no value as that. Like I, I don't know why they went away from the way they were using him in the early in the season, and obviously the way a different staff used him last year. I six or fifty four. All right, whatever. But I, I mean, I don't understand the way they use him. Jamal Agnew continues to be heavily involved in the offense. Uh, another guy to kind of keep an eye on in really deep leagues because. Uh, he is essentially snap wise the wide receiver three and has been fairly productive here over the last couple of weeks. And you know, the more I watch James Robinson, the more I wonder why they took a running back in the first round. Thank you. I like the running back they took, even though they wanted to make him a receiver during training camp. They already had the guy, and you can't have a less cap value on that guy than you had on James Robinson. You add a first round <laughs> pick to the mix, which kills you for next year. You could easily sign a veteran free agent guy to add to this mix. I don't get it at all. This game was an absolute shocker letdown for Dolphins fans. Like, this had to be a gut punch after getting dusted by the Bucks last week, which you did you kind of expected, but not that bad. To lose to the Jaguars at home in London? Woo! Literally at home in London, because I still think they're going to be at home in London. Well, and the big bigger gut punch, too, is that you don't even have your first-round pick. So you're not even going to get the reward for being this bad because you used it to trade back up to get Jalen Waddell. Not before before we return stateside to continue the rest of this uh, breakdown, got to tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online. All eyes are on the gridiron. Teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action. A new updated site, interface, even more odds, props, contests. Jamie sent me the big long list of all those player props he had today. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up to receive a. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the rest of the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Green Bay, Chicago, the next game up here for me on my list of games, guys. A 24-14 win for the Green Bay Packers. You get. I still touchdowns. own you. That was Enough the moment. That, that was the moment of the game. Aaron Rodgers' lone rushing touchdown. He has two passing touchdowns, but the discount double check. The I own you to the crowd. Uh, Devontae Adams four catches for eighty nine yards. It's Jones and Lazard who catch the two passing touchdowns from Green Bay. And uh, in the first game, with, you know, no David Montgomery, no Williams, Khalil Herbert, nobody in his way. He goes nineteen carries, ninety seven yards, and the one touchdown. Justin Fields. Uh, a rough day. Four sacks. They were constantly in his face. This Chicago situation is just, it's rough. It is a rookie quarterback with a, at times, poorly coached football team. It's just not fun to watch. And the Packers pick up when they move to 5-1 and one in the NFC North. Ugly. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, not for Khalil Herbert, though. And I think that's going to be very interesting to see, depending on, you know, we, we saw it was a positive test for Damian Williams. It wasn't a close contact situation. So there's a chance he might not be able to play next week as well. Obviously, Montgomery will not be back in time for that. So uh, it's something to kind of keep an eye on when you look for, um, you know, Khalil Herbert going forward because he looks really, really good. I'm really excited that uh, he got almost, what, we got 20 touches total in this yep. game. Uh, so I was happy to see him get that sort of workload. Catches I mean, it great at Jamie. this point. Like, I, I think he's going to be what? a thing on third down. Yeah. Even Williams comes back. Montgomery comes back. They can't take him off the field entirely. He looks way too good. No, he's going to have to have a role. The question is going to be, you know, what does that role end up being? How often is he on the field? Where's the situation for this team? Because like right now uh, it, it's ugly. Like it's been ugly for Allen Robinson. 
Um, I mean, at this point, he's I mean, I've ranked him outside of my top 30 this week, and that's kind of where he's going to stay. He's going to be a flex kind of guy at best right now with the way he's being used. And, you know, Darnell Mooney's was fine, got a touchdown, really helped his day. But he, again, is another guy that's going to be sitting in that flex territory. Like there was really outside of David Montgomery when he comes back and, and Khalil Herbert right now when he's got no path in front of him, there's no must-start Bears options on that offense. Can we talk about this kid that's not that good, man. I know you live in Chicago and you got to hear about he's the greatest thing that's ever happened in Bears land or whatever. I said it all season. I said it in preseason. I've said it every game he's played. He's just okay. I don't know how long it's going to take before he's better than just okay, but this dude is okay at best. Bad sacks, bad situational football. And we make excuses for him like – I don't get other guys don't get the same excuses. The sack he took late in this game was God awful to take him out of field goal range. He did it twice. He's just not that good. I know their offensive line sucks. I know they're poorly coached on offense. I like the run game stuff they did. Laser is so much better than Nagy. It does. It drives me mad. Yeah. And this defense is front seven still. Okay. But this kid, Andy Dalton was is so much better of a player right now for this team. It's not even funny, but you can't go back to him. Cincinnati beats the Detroit Lions 34-11. to The Cincinnati passing game goes for four touchdowns. None of them go to the following three receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or Tyler Boyd. They go to Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, C.J. Uzoma, and Auden Tate catches a garbage-time pass from Brandon Allen. If you had, if you had that on your bingo card, please go collect your winnings. And on the other side of the ball, listen – I know he ends up getting in the end zone on the ground and he catches five passes. But this was the concern I had about Detroit's ability to run the football because they get down so often that DeAndre Swift is going to have to catch a touchdown or at least get in the end zone some way to be relevant every week. It's this is this is yeah, this is but, a roller coaster ride. It is a roller coaster ride. I, I get it, but you're still wrong. The roller coaster is still good, Jane. Because of that same yeah, movie, I mean, a six, seven catches. Seventeen point seven fantasy points. Like I don't, I don't. This is not. I, I get your point, Chris. You're just wrong. You're just gonna have to take this. That you're wrong. On no, this. I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to use on the, Swift. Not on their ability to run the ball. On just DeAndre. Swift. I'm not using this as a, as a, as a reason to prove my point about Swift because I've admitted that he's been, he's been better than I thought he was gonna be. But it's just, it's just every week you're like sweating it out because you know at some point he's just gonna find his way into the end zone and you're like, is this gonna be the week? It's not gonna happen. Like that's so. I, I this and it's, it's like the Jalen Hurts effect. Like I won't, for the fear of alienating yeah, any part of the audience, don't. I will not say the exact phrase that I sent to you. But the gist of it was, you, you kind of sit there for the first two, two and a half quarters and watch just terrible football, knowing by the end of the day you're going to look up and he's going to have a great fantasy score. Like you just know in the second half, like you know, you know, shit's going to get weird. And it's he's just going to end up having 20, 25 points. I think you just, you just it's going to be like a rough path to get there, but it happens. Gets, the more the workload goes up, he's just yeah. now getting healthy, getting his feet under him. The more that that happens, the less Jamal Williams is involved, the more he's taken over. So I think the positive here is yes, he keeps getting that score regardless of how it looks. But I think he's going to keep doing that and maybe even increase this. They're going to keep getting beat, and they're going to keep yeah. Throwing the garbage them. time stuff's not going away. Yeah, they're going to have plenty of it the rest of the season. The Colts beat the – And on the Bengals side, look, I mean, Chase has another big play in this game. Four for 97. You got to love what he's been doing so far. Another big game for Mixon. Burrow looks really good. They're good. It was what it was. They're good. Their defense is good. They're yeah. a good team. I, I do – Yeah, they're a playoff team. I do want to uh, I do want to mention it out loud because it's funny on the context of this show. DeAndre Swift in my starting lineup this week. Joe Mixon not in my starting lineup this week. So, Ouch. I, well, I don't know why. Aaron Jones that. and Austin Eckler are my other two running backs, Okay. It, these were these were tough decisions. Okay, I still wouldn't have started. These were tough Swift decisions. These were tough decisions I had to make. I went with Swift. This was like a top. What is there, I know. Six people it, was a, it was a mistake. It was a, back. It, it was a mistake. Okay, I understand what happened. The Colts beat the Texans thirty-one to three, and I guys, I, I will mention Jonathan Taylor having a big game with fourteen catch, fourteen carries, one hundred and forty-five yards, and two touchdowns. I will then open the floor if anybody has anything else they want to discuss from this football game. I want to kill the yeah, the Colts coaching staff. I want to strangle all of them from a fantasy yeah. context alone on Jonathan Taylor's usage. This dude is a flipping star. And when he went for the 84 yard non uh, non touchdown, then he got the four yarder later. It was his eighth carry of the game. Yeah. What in the Did hell the are you half. doing with this kid, man? And T Y Hilton. Damn. Hang on. We got to give him one. We give a little T Y. Yep. Went down with what looked like a quad, but looked good. 
early in this game. Oh, he he! It was so much fun to watch him be out there on the field. You could feel the energy. The crowd reacted to it. So that was a another good point. Thank you for bringing that up, Jamie, because uh, he had a big game. I think I think he ended with four catches, eighty yards was his final yeah. Uh, yeah, line score. Yeah, a couple early big in the plays. So he he was uh, he had a big impact. Uh, the Rams moved to five and one. They beat the Giants thirty eight to eleven. Uh, Stafford goes for four touchdowns. Daryl Henderson has another big game, 78 yards on the ground. He gets in the end zone. Uh, Cooper Cup, we will we will continue to talk about uh, that connection. Nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Robert Woods gets into the end zone. Daryl Henderson also catches a touchdown pass. And then I think on the Giants side, guys, no um, – Wait, Chris, can I stop you before you talk about please. the Giants? Because I think we need to start talking about Daryl Henderson as an RB1 category at this point. Please. Like health is – you still have to worry about the health, but – uh, right now, the way he's being used and being used in the passing game and getting a ton of work, I mean, 21 carries in this game, uh, three targets, catches two of them for a touch. Like, he is right now inside RB1 territory until further notice. Yeah. Like, a matchup-proof, must-start-every-week player. And also, without about three touchdowns, Robert Woods is having a god-awful year. Had the one big game a couple weeks ago, and all in on him on prop bets. I had this feeling he was going to go off. But that's the night he didn't catch a touchdown. He goes for three catches. If he didn't get in the end zone, it's another really, really bad and look, the Giants, man, Kadarius Tony was rolling and then goes out of this game with an ankle. Yeah, this kid's going to be special. I hate to say yeah, I played him over Jalen Waddle, Chris, so I'll throw myself under the bus uh, while you were doing it earlier. That, that one hurt me a little bit. That, the, the move he made after the catch on the play he gets hurt, there are five people in the world of football that could do that, maybe. Like, I mean, he, from a pure agility standpoint, he is a freak. And it just hopefully he comes back and is healthy. Sterling Shepard came back healthy, 10 catches for 76 yards in this game. But 14 the Giants targets. looked. Yeah. Well, I, and look, he got a lot in that second half when they were losing. And obviously, where else is the ball going to go? Dante Pettis with 11 At targets, by the way. I just want to I just want to say off that out loud. Coming yeah. off the practice uh, squad. Uh, off the practice squad, 11 targets. They're, they're, they're all the Dante Pettis truthers out there. Uh, the Giants looked horrible, man. Couldn't run the they ball. Just, they looked. Devonta Booker they couldn't did, do anything. They couldn't do anything. And this was this was the first time this season. And I'd love to see if you guys agree with this. This is the first time that the Daniel Jones of old has shown up in a football game. The turnovers, not. I mean, again, he hasn't been fantastic. But one of the things coming into the season was you got to clean up the turnovers. And through the first couple games of the season, he had been better. This was a revert back to what we had seen over the last two years. Kind of. He holds yeah. the ball too long, has a fumble. He throws a little slant, skinny post to Sterling Shepard who falls down and gets picked. Some yeah. of it was stuff that happens in a football game. Some of it was him trying to make plays, but he's got nobody else out there. I mean, I kind of love the guts yeah. of the kid when there's nobody else on your team and you're trying to make plays. But this one bit him in the ass. This kind of was a mix of the old Daniel Jones. And and to me, I also look at it. This is just this entire team was so outclassed in this game. Like they just could they look like two different leagues and sometimes it happens and you can only do so much, but the Rams are such a far superior team at pretty much every facet of the football game that the Giants didn't stand a chance. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Washington football team 31 to 13. Um, it doesn't really matter for fantasy, but I'd like to talk about Patrick Mahomes throwing the worst interception I've ever seen a quarterback throw uh, in this football game where he just, it was pretty bad. It just kind of floated it up in the sky. It's the worst I've ever seen, but it's, <laughs> it's not good. It, it, it's up there. That's it's like really three bad. weeks. They're top five of all time. He they, those yeah, he needs to. He needs. I've already said the S word once, so might as well you're gonna put the the thing on. He needs to cut that shit out. Like, look, I love Patrick Mahomes, but he's getting way too freaking cute this year for a team that's not that good. Like, the exact same thing we just talked playoffs, about with Daniel Jones, James. But like, they don't have yeah, a lot of dudes out there trying to make too much happen. Like, by the way, it wasn't the worst thing I saw in this game. His brother doing a TikTok and freaking pregame. Yeah, the worst yep, thing that's happened yep, in football yep, in a long, long time. Yeah, get back to actual football. I don't. How does Tyree Hill not play in the first half? Ride a bike at like half a mile an hour for five minutes in the third quarter till the Tordal kicks in, and then goes off. Yeah, it's who knows. It's uh, uh, by the way, I, I just recently learned about this. What's it? What's his name? Jackson. Jackson, yes. what's this dude? Holmes, yes. Jackson okay, yeah, yeah. I just learned about him last week because because Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network threw one of his his uh, TikToks into the thing. Yeah, I, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, between uh, his fiance and his brother, his brother poured uh, water on Ravens fans after they I got on him video, from the yeah. box when the Ravens beat him a few weeks ago. It was pretty good. Oh. But he's uh, not the class Probably. of the Mahomes family for sure. 
Tyreek Hill ends up with nine catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey, eight catches, 99 yards in this game. Um, I just Darryl Williams, really good game. Two, two, two touchdowns for him. I was just um, I just wanted to check here again before we moved on. No, I don't. I didn't see Josh Gordon's uh, statistics here on the. On yeah, the... no shit. Uh, no, I just I was just checking. Jamie's on one. I love Jamie, it. Jamie's like, you know what? We're just just put a wall in it. I've already I've already broke down that yeah. wall. So no, no. Like, like, Josh Gordon's not a thing. Not going to be a thing. Never going to be a thing. On the other side, Ricky Seals Jones will be a thing as long as Logan Thomas game. is out. Continues to be heavily involved. Catches a, a long touchdown in this game. Four for fifty-eight and a score. Uh, Antonio Gibson leaves hurt. Like he's. He's not making through the season with that yeah, shin injury. There's no way. He's There's trying no to way. gut it out, but it ain't working. Uh, anything else in this game before I move on to? Yeah, Heineke was... with a disappointing day. You thought yeah, that this game yeah. was okay. They missed the field goal to take the lead 16-10, and then they get their doors blown off. Like, they're winning the game out of their sails at that point. It's funny. They could have won this football game, right? Like, they they, like the, Chief, the Chiefs kind of let them hang around in this football game. And, you know, the the end score says the Chiefs won by 18. But they had a chance in this football yeah. game, and they just never really capitalized on any of the opportunities they got. Um, So outside of the Dolphins-Jags game, the only other game that was that was close late and had some drama and had some dramatics was the Minnesota Vikings-Carolina Panthers overtime game. Uh, Vikings win in overtime 34-28. Uh, Sam Darnold, listen, you sh- you look at yeah, this stat line. Who's worse? Chris, Sam Darnold or the receiver's hands in Carolina? So I was just going to say, they were both horrible. you look at this box score, 17 of 41, one touchdown, one interception. I think this is unfair a little bit to Sam Darnold because his receivers were dropping wide open passes all throughout the game. Again, it was not a perfect game from Sam. He made his share of mistakes, but there were some passes that were just dropped. He does lead them and make a couple of big throws on the drive to tie the game. Uh, he makes a throw on fourth down uh, to, to to Ian Thomas, which was a big play. Ian Thomas's only catch of the yep. game, forty one yards down the field, and then he just drops Better one right in the, than Tommy Tremble, and, and then he just drops one right in the bucket of DJ Moore down the field late. Tommy Tremble caught the two point conversion pass, so I will not hear any Tommy Tremble slander. Oh, that's adorable here on the show. And then on the other side, three touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook has a good game, twenty nine carries, one hundred and forty yards. He gets into the end zone. Listen, Adam Thielen, Justin before, Jefferson, before, before and KJ Osborne are all things. Before we go to Minnesota. Robbie Anderson went on a two-minute rant comparing himself to Tom Brady to excuse his outburst last week and how he only wants to be, fair, to be he has great Brady's hands. and compete and win. and all. Like, come on, dude. If you're going to go off and say Tom Brady does it, so it allows me to do it, and then have 11 targets with three catches with five drops to hit your hands? Uh, come yeah, on, dude. Like, we got to call him out. A spade is a spade. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, dude. He's he's not a good football player right now. He finally got enough targets no. from the team, which has not been the case. But for fantasy owners, we all threw our hands up weeks ago. I thought he was going to have a monster year. But now I'm like, are you even any good anymore? He can't catch, Jay. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I, I, I mean, he gets the touchdown, so he doesn't have a horrible day. But, like, I, he's not somebody I want to play on any level or any consistent basis going forward. Like, to me, it, I thought you looked fairly good in this game, but they kind of had to abandon the run late because they were down and they had to play catch up. But uh, this is, uh, you know, Sam Darnold has crashed back down to earth uh, now. That the, and I don't know, man, like it just. I look at this team and obviously DJ Moore is a must start every week. Didn't have a huge game here because the entire passing offense. Patrick Peterson, he dropped the pass too. Patrick Peterson looked like himself of old. Like shout out the Pat last G. two weeks. He looked good. Yeah, he's he's really uh, he looked really good the last couple of weeks. And you look on the Viking side, it was your stars were your stars. Thielen, Jefferson, uh, Cook all had big games. KJ Osborne catches the game winning touchdown. Love love to see it. Like it, there's really not any actual advice other than the fact that again, Kirk Cousins is a player that you really need to be paying attention to in certain matchups. Like yep. he is some he is one of those quintessential waiver wire guys that when he has a strong matchup. He can really over deliver for you. I liked him a lot in this week. This is another case of that. Obviously, I didn't expect three seventy three and three, but this is somebody to keep an eye on because now we're getting into bigger bye weeks. We have six teams on bye next week. Like this is these are the players you have to start thinking about uh, going forward. Before we move to the afternoon slate of games, the three of them that we have to discuss, Jamie, I didn't get to ask you about it last week. Owners box, how did we do this week? Did we do well? Eh, I did oh, okay. No. I've got I've got some stuff on the line. As you know, we record this in the fourth quarter or late of Sunday Night Football, so I'll have to check and see where where else. Because I had Alex Collins in a few spots and Pat Fryermuth are both having nice games here. Uh, but I, I did solid. But last week I, I did a lot better. Uh, but look, this is it, every single week I am putting in my lineups at Owners Box on the Owners Box app. You can go to OwnersBox.com. It's really easy to use. 
and into their uh, $25,000 contest. You'll be able to, by the time you're listening to this, their week seven contest will be open. Uh, the big contest with the big prize is the one that's the Sunday only contest, but they have Thursday through Monday contests. They have double ups. They have winner take all. They have everything from $1 entries up to $250 entries. So pretty much any way you want to play, you can play at Owner's Box. Uh, if you have not joined them yet, they're offering right now uh, a deposit bonus and a v account verification bonus. And if you haven't played with them yet, you get a free $10 entry into their Week 7 contest by using the code DREW9, as in Drew Breeze. DREW9, you get a free $10 entry into their 25K contest. Uh, check them out. We're giving you plenty of advice on the show. We do a Q&A on Instagram to give you plenty of advice. We have stuff on draftnetwork.com throughout the week. So if you have not dipped your toes yet into the DFS waters and you haven't dipped your toes yet into owner's box, please do so. Six games is enough of a sample size for me on this podcast to say that I was wrong about the Arizona Cardinals. They win 37-14 to 14 over the Cleveland Browns, and I will raise my hand and say they, this team is 6-0, and and everything I thought that was going to plague them this year has not done that. To win this game on the road in which your head coach two days before can't coach, you don't have Chandler Jones, the day of the game you lose Corey Peters, and then to go out there, Kyler Murray, four touchdowns, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, all catch touchdowns. Hopkins has two touchdowns. Uh, James Conner, the lead back here uh, for the Cardinals, 16 carries, 71 yards chase Edmonds on the first touch he gets of the game 40 yards and then just nothing the rest of the football game just baffling to me just baffling you know what I loved about that play Chris I saw Kyler Murray for the first time the last couple weeks change the play at the line of yep. scrimmage and from what I'm hearing out of the team is the kids put in a hell of a lot more work than he ever has which I love to hear I'm willing to say I was wrong ish this team's only got two major injuries so far they can't sustain that many more to keep this up. Their field goal missed for Minnesota, who actually beat them at home. But they're playing really, really good. And this defense is balling out while they're healthy. Yeah. Now, this Cleveland Browns team is the Johns Hopkins emergency ward of – I don't know what they got left. They play in four days. It's going to – I don't know if they can field a team. But this Arizona Cardinals team is rolling. And Kyler Murray, if he starts playing with between his ears as good as he's playing between the lines – Man, this offense could be ridiculous if they stay healthy, but they got to stay healthy. Yeah, his, his shoulder looked plenty healthy in this game, uh, was excellent in this. Uh, Takeaway advice is that A.J. Green continues to be fantasy relevant, uh, and I think we have to start. I know he catches two touchdowns in this game, so this is going to kind of get lost. I would sell high on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he is not anywhere near as involved in terms of a volume standpoint this year because they haven't needed him to be as he's been in in last year or in the previous years. They've got other guys now. So, yeah, they Christian have more Kirk options. That's, really, that's a great thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Rondell yeah. Moore has been healthy, which to talk about the health point that you brought up earlier is so important because it adds another element to this offense. And I know he doesn't have a big game, right? Rondell Moore has, what, three carries for 10 yards and three catches for 16 yards. Yeah, but, but he's, he's out there and he does other stuff. Right. He's, he's out there and he knows they got to they defend that speed somehow now, which means, okay, we can double D-hop. But we got to do other stuff. They can spread it out. They were back to like four wides, way spread out with two slots in a bunch of this game. Yeah. And it looked pretty good. They 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 it sprinkled did. it in nicely. Yeah. And on the uh, the Cleveland side here, obviously, Baker Mayfield dislocates the left shoulder again. But he says he's going to try to who got through it here. We'll see. Kareem Hunt goes down with an injury. They said it's not an Achilles. Uh, that was the only thing that we heard from Kevin Stefanski after the game. But I would imagine he's not playing in four days, and I doubt Nick Chubb is either. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones has a, a pretty good game, but really boosted by that Hail Mary. Apparently, nobody knows how to play defense against the Hail Mary anymore. It's like two straight weeks where defense just kind of stand there and watch the receiver catch the ball. Uh, very interesting. Maybe that's something you got to work on at the end of a practice. It's like like the shootout in hockey. Uh, Odo Beckham is a little bit more involved here, had some injuries, was in and out of the game. But, like, I don't know, like this – this Browns team is so beat up right now that they're 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 lucky that Denver's playing like garbage and they've only beaten garbage teams so far and that now all the reports coming out of Denver are that are, are not great involving that coaching staff. But uh, if, if you're the Browns, you're just trying to survive and maybe pick up that win in, in on Thursday and just pray the ten extra days gives you some time off because this is they're on they're not, they're in bad shape right now. I just don't know how they do it. Both tackles, your best receiver, both yeah. running backs, your quarterback's going to be extremely limited, even though it's non-throwing shoulder, two separations in two weeks and 10 days, whatever it was. Yeah, or not separations, both dislocations. Like, 
It's going like, to keep happening. And that's not even getting to the defensive side of the ball. That's just your offense. Yeah. Look, there's no shame in losing to the Cardinals. It's just that they they just, by attrition, they are just losing so much talent right now. They just need to get healthy. You mentioned that the Browns play the Broncos on Thursday, Jamie. The Broncos played the Raiders in one of the other afternoon games here today. The Raiders pick up a 34-24 to victory. And normally I go down one of the sides of these teams and I pick out some players to talk about. But I think there's a lot here on both sides, so I'll open it up to the room here. Is there a player or a side in particular that we want to focus on? You know, apparently Al Davis it, likes Kenyon Drake. I'll let Jamie run, run with the yeah, other Yeah, about guy. to say. Uh, <laughs> I was very curious to watch Davis this game. Now, uh, Mark Davis, yeah. Uh, if you uh, maybe Al Davis, you know, looking down. But uh, if you watch the the Money Down show in the pregame, and you you saw what my and Brentley Weissman's bold bet was that the Raiders win this game outright, even though they were, I thought, whatever it was, like five-point underdogs in this game. Uh, one, I expect them to play more inspired football, as what typically happens when there's a coaching change. And two, I was very curious to see how this offense looked. Very curious. And we started to see a lot more vertical plays to Henry Ruggs. We saw Kenyon Drake getting a lot more involved as a pass catcher. Uh, it looked like a not a, a different offense, but we started to see some different elements to this offense and starting to use some of the pieces that you thought they would use all along. Uh, so to me, it was nice seeing Henry Ruggs get, you know, he only gets four targets, but catches three of them from 97 yards, gets the long touchdown early. Uh, I guess the only other note that I want on, on the Raiders side is this. It's been a very modest season for Darren Waller outside of week one. Like he hasn't been great. And I know – the, the talent's obviously there, but the volume hasn't been there. And it's one of those ones where I, I don't think you do anything about it. Uh, maybe you, if you can buy low if somebody is is really worried. But I think just kind of hold steady. But I do think it's worth noting that, you know, the Mark Andrews of the world and obviously the Travis Kelsey's have are significantly ahead of him in my mind, at least in terms of rankings. Like I don't see myself ranking Darren Waller in my top two uh, anytime soon. Still probably would be three, so it's not like you're going to do anything about it. But just something to kind of note because a lot of times we talk on the show about sometimes how your season starts, what defines the narrative around you, and having just the monster game of all monster games and an upset victory over Baltimore, a damn good team that's the only loss Baltimore still has, kind of shadows overshadows the just very kind of meh run he's been on the rest of the way. Yeah, and this Broncos team, Noah Fant with a big day. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton with another strong day. Um, but Tim Patrick goes down late in this game. Don't know how, how he's going to be for Thursday night. Cortland Sutton was hobbled but was in and out of the game. I, I, this Thursday night game might be just god-awful. And this running back situation. It's annoying. It's, it's, it's just, just, it's just annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. Here's, what, here's what's going on in my mind. It's just like Jamal Williams is, looks like a more dynamic runner. But Melvin Gordon is the better overall football player, which is why this continues to be a split because Jamal Williams, while he looks awesome with the ball in his hands, he doesn't do the things well otherwise yet. He will get there. Yeah, Javon, but he's yeah they, they both have 4.8 and 5 yards of carry, 11 carries and yeah. 10, 10 carries. But like They ran it as a team pretty decent, but it's just it's not even annoying. It's just weird, the usage. Like they're yeah. full series switches. I get you want to keep one healthy, but if one's going, they're both went good. Like stay with one. And, and it's got to be a problem for Teddy because the Raiders were getting a ton of pressure. The Raiders are their front four yeah. is phenomenal, regardless of which front four it is that's in there. And they were Teddy wasn't, it's not like you got to pick up the blitz. So you got to keep somebody in a chip or something. I, I just, it was a very odd game from them. And look, Jamie, you said at the beginning of this, one thing before we jump off this, when team fires their coach, bet on that team for one yeah. week. For yeah. one week, and then it all comes yep. back down to earth. But they will play inspired that first week for sure. Yeah, and that's basically what I said on the show. It was like that, and I didn't think there's much of a talent disparity between these two teams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if the, if, if the Raiders were going to play, you know, in Tampa or, or, or like in Buffalo or somebody like that, like, no, I was like, okay, yeah, you might be inspired, but I'm not going to pick you to win. I, I think these two teams are fairly evenly matched to begin with, and I didn't think the spread made a lot of sense. And then you give that extra motivation – I loved it. I'm still incredibly confused how this Raiders team beat Baltimore in week one of the regular season. I'm, I'm still confused by it with the way Baltimore has played this year. Uh, the last game of the uh, primetime afternoon Raiders slate. are weird, man. I know like, they that's are. What, it's, primetime that's what, Raiders that, are, like, yeah. are just are very, very weird. 
The uh, Cowboys pick up an overtime victory over the New England Patriots, 35-29. to I think the storyline's here, guys. CeeDee Lamb, big game, nine catches, 149 yards. He gets the two touchdowns on 11 targets. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, 17 carries, 69 yards, also gets nine targets, ends up with seven catches, 50 yards. Uh, and then Damian Harris for New England, he goes 18 carries, 101 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Kendrick Bourne has the one big catch uh, on the you know the, the blown play that leads to a big touchdown for New England. But other than that, uh, nothing else really stands out to me, but that's why I have you guys on the show to tell me why I'm wrong. Other than the weirdest ending to a game you'll ever watch. Yeah, a lot, a lot of weirdness there. Um, like it, it, To me, this kind of the game kind of went how I expected. Like Dalton Schultz got his five for 70-something uh, in this game. CeeDee Lamb had a monster game aided by the, the game-winning touchdown catch. Cooper was fine. Zeke was okay. Like they didn't run the ball as well as they should. They didn't run the ball as often as they should. Settling for long field goals was was some strange decisions, but they ended up getting getting away with it at the end. Really, uh, I mean, you pay you're paying Dak and Zeke all this money, and you're going to kick a 52 yard field goal with a guy that just had back surgery or whatever instead of trying to go for it on fourth and one is fascinating. But also, what Mike McCarthy does. Um, Damon Harris had a solid game because he got in the end zone, which which is a threshold for him as we always talk about. Otherwise, it just kind of was what it was. Um, you know, look, I, I I can appreciate the the cojones on Mac Jones right after throwing a pick six, going right back after Trevon Diggs and making a huge play on a on a dart down the field. Like I think uh, I don't want that to get lost. That's a big boy throw for a rookie that just gave up a pick six when they had some momentum. Obviously, it wasn't enough to end up getting the victory, but it kept them in that game. So uh, it just kind of kind of what I expected from everybody involved, but just further illustrates the point that Dalton Schultz is a weekly tight end one. Let me throw you a couple little stats out here from this game, though. As we're talking about fantasy-wise, it went about like you thought it would go. The blocked punt, the pick six, followed by a 70-yard touchdown. The Cowboys had 32 first downs to 17. 567 yards to 335. And this game goes to overtime? On stupid decisions like going to kick in the field goal, fourth and one? I mean, this was... And you had to sit there and listen to Tony Romo say that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl or they could win the Super Bowl like 15 times. This was a weird, weird game. CeeDee Lamb saves it with going to overtime. You got to love those games for fantasy wise. You always get a ton more out of it. Uh, wait a minute. I have a question here since this is the last game of the day, because very rarely are Jake and I on the same side of a decision to go for it or kick a field goal late in the game. We very rarely are on the same side. So the the field goal that Dallas kicked to tie the game with about 20 seconds left. You would have sent the offense back out on the field that went for the win. Both of them, because I, I am, I am, in, I am in agreement with you that that's what I would have done. In they still had a timeout. I, I think the the previous one with the miss was more egregious, not because yeah. of the miss, just because it was felt so obvious that you just go for it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, all I the momentum, you go, you go, put the nail in the coffin at that point. The first one for sure. The second one, you still had a timeout. I'd have gone for that one and ran it down to three or four seconds and done it, but. I mean, just because it had been so crazy with the punt block and the pick six and then the 70-yard touchdown, like the momentum was well, all over the place. And it was still a, basically a 50-yard field goal. It wasn't like a chip Yeah, 49. Shot. It was a yard and right. a half in front of the one he just missed. Yeah, and the reality was I thought the whole reason why you call a timeout there is to then go for it. Why are you calling a timeout if you're going to kick it? That right. doesn't make any sense. You don't call a timeout then until the, you make that kick the last play of the – you know what I mean? So it, it was it was odd, but uh, they got the victory. That's all that matters. All is well that ends well, and they have as many wins as the rest of their division combined. So they're they're going to have a home playoff game, barring a major collapse here uh, in the back two thirds of the season. Before we get into the Sunday night game, got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks, the easiest way to play daily fantasy. Daily fantasy simplified. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. They have a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. And you can do mixed sports entries. You can take the over on, let's say, LeBron combined points with under on Mahomes in the same entry. They offer every sport you can think of. NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. An award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google play they can be made in 60 seconds these entries or less it is that easy all of the users that deposit and use the promo code tdn you're going to get a special 100 instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars so head over to the app store download the prize pick app check out everything they have over there and again 
Use the code TDN and you are going to get a 100% instant deposit up to $100. All right, one more game to discuss. We have lost Jake. It's just Jamie and I for the final game here, and it took us a little bit longer to get to this game. Geno Smith in overtime, we lost a key member, a key piece of the puzzle. Listen, as the Jets fan in the room, I'm very happy with Geno Smith's performance in this uh, in this football game. Uh, the Steelers pick up a 23 to 20 victory, and I will say we to take you a little bit behind the curtain. We recorded the first chunk of the show while the third while the Sunday night game was going on, right around the start of the fourth quarter. We finished, and we all had the game on the other screen, paying attention, and the game was still going. So we took a break, and we were sitting here talking about the game. And the way this game ended was it just absolute anarchy. All the way across the board with DK Metcalf not going out of bounds, a fumble. They reviewed the play for 15 minutes. It was just craziness. Well, and then From obviously a- the Daryl Taylor, Taylor, very unfortunate injury that we don't know much about right now. Um, yes. Down on the field for a long time. And so there's a lot of things that happened between. I mean, normally we would be able to talk about the game right away, but uh, hopefully hoping for the best for Daryl Taylor. Uh, obviously did not look good as long as he's down on the field and showing the ambulance and I guess we'll see in the morning uh, what's going on there. But uh, from a pure football perspective, this game was garbage. Yeah, wasn't fun. Garbage. Um, I, it was I think close. This, this is another. This is another example of a game that is close but not good. Good or close doesn't always equal good, and this is a I think a good example of that. Uh, I think the way that both quarterbacks played is exactly the types of performances you would have expected from both quarterbacks in this game. Uh, Alex Collins is probably the big takeaway here, Jamie, on the Seattle side of things. 20 carries, 101 yards. He adds a touchdown. I'm looking through the receiving numbers. DK Metcalf, a very pedestrian, six catches, 58 yards, including almost costing <laughs> almost his team cost the football game late. Oh, uh, down, Gerald, Gerald Everett, two catches, 40 yards. Uh, seven targets for Tyler Lockett. He only ends up with two catches. DJ Dallas, five catches for 33 yards out of the backfield. Uh, that's really it from the Seattle th- side of things. And By then the for way, the Pittsburgh, Chris, go ahead. The fun thing is, uh, Joe Everett, you said two for 40. Uh, his I longest did. catch was 41. So doing the math, his other catch was <laughs> a uh, minus one. You know, there the three Pittsburgh- players in this game that, well, I guess uh, two players in this game that had negative receiving yards. Alex Collins and Freddie Swain both had negative receiving yards in this game. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Seattle side, as you said, Chris, the only one that's worth talking about right now is Alex Collins. Um, obviously, downgrade Metcalf and Lockett a little bit as long as Geno's the quarterback, but you kind of mm-hmm. knew that going in. On the Pittsburgh side of things, Najee Harris just continues to be um, very good. Stud. Uh, t- 24 carries, 81 yards, also catches six catches. Touches. Uh, 40, 46 yards and one touchdown. Listen, I was very critical of where he was going in the preseason, right? I thought it was a little too high. It's starting to feel right about where he's going to be on a weekly basis, yeah. right? And through this, absolutely through, through six games at this point, it really feels like this is where he's going to be on a weekly basis. And he is really, you know, Jamie, I know Deontay Johnson has nine catches for 71 yards, but he really feels like the bright spot of this offense. He really does. He does. And like, look, if you look over these last handful of games here, these last four games, what, 28 touches? Uh, he's got, what, 21 touches, 25 touches, 30 touches in this game? Like, that's sort of volume for a player of that skill set. Yeah. I mean, absolute monster so far. Pat Fryermuth had a nice, nice little game here for himself, who was a little bit more involved, five for 78. Uh, you know, Ray Ray McLeod was the guy that we predicted to that would step into the slot with Juju out. Doesn't have a big game by any means, but that seems to be the guy there. Claypool's kind of held in check. Got a lot of opportunities in this game, just didn't really come through with any of them. Uh, and not really any actionable advice here. You're starting Deontay Johnson every week. You're starting Najee Harris every week. You still should be starting Chase Claypool most weeks. Uh, I guess Fryermuth would be the only one I take away. Fryermuth and Alex Collins of two guys that you start to look at now with Carson on IR and, and Fryermuth getting a little bit more involved here that you go, okay, I'm a little bit more intrigued. I, I wouldn't have Fryermuth in my top 12, but if you, you know, top 20, I think he's in that conversation now. Alex Collins is a flex, sure. I, I think that's kind of where I put those guys. Now next week's going to be interesting. You have six teams on by next week. You have the... Uh, scrolling through here, yeah, Buffalo. A lot of a lot of actually talented players on bye week. Pittsburgh's one of them. Minnesota, the Chargers, Jaguars, Cowboys, and Bills. Like that's a lot of talent that was on bye this coming. Or excuse me, that's going to be on bye in week seven. So be be aware. Be you're going to have to work the waiver wire, and obviously that doesn't even count for all of the injuries we talked about, which starts on Thursday night with that Denver Cleveland game that we alluded to earlier. Like it's going to be a tough week to fill out your lineups. This is probably going to be the hardest week of the season so far to get just put up put a decent lineup out 
Jamie, I leave you with a question. Bills Titans tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. I'm down 30 in my matchup. The other guy has nothing going. I have Dawson Knox. You think I got a chance, or, or you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be uh, a little there, rough? Are, are there any uh, any any bonuses in this particular league? Um, like if you get five tight end yards, you get thirty points. Like a, no. like a bonus like that. No, I don't get any big bonuses like that. No. I, I do expect Knox to have a good game. I hope he does. Uh, right now, I, I'm in a matchup where I need him. It's Dawson Knox versus Devin Singletary, and I've got a five point lead in Knox. Do you need so, him for thirty like I do? No, I need him to score negative four points or better. In relation to Devin Singletary. Okay. We will keep that in that's mind. What, but yeah, Bills Titans, uh, a lot of fantasy relevance. Obviously, Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones. Uh, A.J. Brown was a surprise uh, addition yes, to the injury report today. keep an today. eye on that. So keep With an, an eye illness. on that. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, I'm going to ask you this, Chris, before we sign off here. Do, do you? There seems to be a, an upswell in the fantasy community this week that this is the big Stephon Diggs game. Do you, you I think, sure hope obviously, so. given the Titan secondary, all the other stuff, it's been a very subdued season so far for Stephon Diggs, in particular, when you consider what Emmanuel Sanders has done, and even more if you consider where you took Stephon Diggs in fantasy drafts. Is this the week he breaks out? I sure hope so. Um, I put a lot of value in him into a lot of my uh, best ball formats and in my main league that I'm in, and so I've been a big believer in Stephon Diggs. I don't know if you have his numbers in front of you. If you don't, that's good for the argument. No, I don't want you to have them in front of you. If you had to guess what Stephon Diggs' numbers are through this point of the season, through five games, what do you think they would be? Listen, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm not going to hold you to this answer. I'm going to say 26 catches for... I'm not looking up. I'm just. Doing he's doing this. math. He's doing math. I can tell. He's doing some some quick calculations. Twenty six catches for two hundred and thirty six yards and one touchdown. Okay, you were close on the receptions and the touchdown. He has twenty eight catches. He has one touchdown. Three hundred and seventy four yards. Okay. I mean that's that's pretty good off the top. Of my head. Yeah, no, um, that, yeah, it's not bad. But I mean that's that, I mean to your point of why people are asking it. Not what not what, you, not what you're hoping for. Those are the numbers Not so far. What you were hoping for, but a lot, a lot, and we haven't had this in a couple of weeks. I would say, you got two big time quarterbacks: Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, and fantasy. Singletary and Henry in the running game. You have Stephon Diggs and Julio and Jones, Moss. and Moss. You have Julio Jones, Stephon Diggs in the passing game. You got fantasy players. A lot of fantasy matchups probably riding on this Monday night game because there is a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, of talent. Guys are legitimately chance of starting. You what five wide receivers between the three guys in Buffalo and Brown, assuming he plays and Julio. You've got one tight end. I think Knox is starting in most places. You've got Henry. You've got Moss, Singletary. Uh, I think in a deeper leagues, McNichols is a sneaky play. Uh, I will continue to kind of pound that drum. Two card picks. Yeah, you're right. This is. Uh, this is a very interesting fantasy matchup for Monday Night Football, and it's going to be – oh, God, did you see next week's Monday Night game? By the way, have you seen next week's primetime games? Um, They're bad. No. All right, here are the I mean, three primetime games next week. Uh, the Broncos-Browns. Yeah, that's not going to be I should say the Broncos and what's left of the Browns. Okay. Then Colts-49ers, the DeForest Buckner revenge game. Wow. And then Saints-Seahawks is, is Monday Night. What is We're going to watch Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith on prime now, okay. time. But wait a minute. But and I don't want to look too far I ahead. I think but the Manning you, cast might be back. Did you see the Thursday night game for week eight? They're, uh, they're, 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 help, they're helping us out. For, so we get to watch. We have to watch those three bad primetime games, and then we get a gift because we get Packers-Cardinals in two weeks on Thursday night. Football. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then, but then do you see, the, <laughs> do you see then, the Thursday night game for week nine? Is it the is that where the Jets play? Yeah, Jets Colts. Yeah, You're Jets welcome. Colts. You're welcome, America. You're oh my welcome. God. Uh, that is going to do it for us here on the TV. By the way, when, do, when do the uh, Monday Night Flex games start this year? Remember, that's a new thing. Like, what? What do you remember? I, what week? Because I believe it's I believe it's week fourteen, but I will check. Oh wow, it's that far. Well, it's it. It's maybe it's week. Maybe it's week twelve. I know it's. I know it's later than than normal. My guess was week twelve in my head, but I didn't. This is this is really not. Listeners are probably. No, we're bored here now. By this point, this no, but we're here. Okay. But, but we're here okay, now. We so have we're to get here. it. We're, we're gonna this we're gonna look this up a lot. Yeah. These are some games I would love to start flexing out of this spot already. <laughs> like just tell them they can all of them. Just, we can move them. Well, like we've got like on week twelve, for example, week twelve, we've got week Seattle, twelve was Washington. Let's, week good. Week twelve. Okay, so let's so. 
Okay, so we can let's just move. I see, and I'm sure there are rules, and you have to. There's certain networks that you have to agree to, so it's not as easy as just picking the best game on the schedule. But because I don't have to adhere to any of that BS, I'm just going to pick the best game on the schedule. Are we going to move Rams Packers? Are we doing this? You move. There's no question. You move Rams Packers because Browns Ravens is already the Sunday night game in Week 12. You're not. They're not moving Sunday night games to Monday night. So Rams Packers is the best game there. And then what you do is you either move Bucks Colts. Or you, you, so you can move Bucks, Colts, you can move Titans, Patriots, or you can move uh, one of these other games. Panthers, Miami to the 3 o'clock, or excuse me, the 4 o'clock Eastern. And you just you, move Rams, right. Packers. That should all be right, that let's, game. Let, let's, let's play. Never mind, everybody. The TDM Fantasy Podcast is not over. We're going to keep doing this. Okay. Uh, week 13. We Are you moving week 13? Patriots, okay, Bills. Okay, so week 13 is Patriots, Bills. Um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I can move Ravens Steelers into that spot, I would. Ravens Steelers, because I would like to those move. Games are, Chargers those Bengals are not, might be good. Maybe we'll see if the Bengals deserve to still be there at, at that point. Okay. I think they All will. Right. By the way, but you're, you're I, not moving. I, but again, you have we, to think of a game networks are going to want to. Ravens Steelers is going to be more attractive to them. Uh, you cannot move Ravens Steelers, Jamie. I, I oh, you're not the Steelers allowed. play on Thursday. They play on Thursday, so you're not allowed. Yeah. Damn. But we are not moving the week 14 game. We're going to keep that one. Let's That's Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals. Yeah, no, you got to keep that one. Uh, Vikings although, man, Bears. Bull, oh, although, although. Don't do this. You got Buffalo Bucks. Oh, man. I'm just the, say it. You got Bills Bucks. You're going to move Rams You got Cardinals. Ravens Browns. I'm just saying. There's nothing Raiders wrong Chiefs. with Rams Cardinals. It's Raiders great. Chiefs. I'm just saying it's yeah. got some competition. Okay. All right. Week 15. Week 15's got Vikings Bears. Yeah, get that get that all the way the F out of here. We can um, go Packers Ravens. Packers Ravens is the leader in the clubhouse. Or uh, yeah, Packers Ravens is yeah, that's a clear one. I, I do think Seattle uh, because Seattle LA might be interesting there. Especially if you start taking away games because Russell will be back by then. But no, I, I agree with you. Pa- Packers Ravens is and then, a clear choice there. And, and then get Dolphin Saints off of my television. Yeah, get that all the way out. And it can move whatever we want because there's no Thursday games after this. So, uh, I mean, Steelers-Chiefs is interesting. Ravens-Bengals could be interesting. This is a kind of a weird week. There's not a lot yeah. of great stuff here. Right. Week 17. Like, Browns-Packers is good, but it's a Saturday. They're not going to move, like, days. So Browns – oh, Rams-Ravens. Week 17. Week 17 is Browns-Steelers. I'd like to move Rams-Ravens into that slot. I think I've given the Ravens like cool every primetime game possible, and then there's no Monday Bucks, night game. Jets. We get, I do not want to move Bucks Jets. No, I don't need to. I don't need to watch Tom Brady embarrass the Jets. On yeah, then week eighteen, yeah, there's no uh, no primetime games. All right, well, I'm, I'm you know for, for those of you that stuck around to watch us do that little thought exercise, uh, thanks for doing that. Uh, thanks for listening to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Uh, Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. The DraftNetwork.com underneath the Fantasy tab is where you can find all of the fantasy content. You're going to want to click over there on that page on Tuesday morning when we record the TDN Fantasy Tuesday edition of the show because Jamie's rankings will be up there. You know that we'll do that every Tuesday here on the show. We break those down. We do waiver wires. Tyler from Owner's Box normally joins us uh, and – Speaking of Owner's Box, thanks to our friends over at Owner's Box for sponsoring the podcast. Also, a shout-out to our friends over at Bet Online as well. That is going to do it for us here, a recap of Week 6. Again, we will talk to you on Tuesday. Waiver Wires and Jamie's Week 7 rankings. Got a lot of players on by, so you're going to want to stay tuned to that. Everybody will talk to you on Tuesday. Best in the nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.